0: Hi, and welcome to Don't Count Your Calories, the podcast where the little things in life deserve a big conversation. I'm Edison.
1: And I'm Lex Rise. We're gonna be talking about a range of topics from relationships to personal growth and the choices that impact our lives.
0: Every episode, we're going to share our own experiences, bringing unique perspectives that will either challenge your beliefs or inspire you to make a change.
1: Whether you're navigating the dating scene or just going through the challenges of daily life, we have something for everyone. So
0: grab your favorite snack and join us on this journey because life is too short to count your calories. Welcome everyone to another episode of Don't Count Your Calories, where the calories is not your fat, it's actually just your issues, right? Calories yeah. is calories metaphor are- for your issues. Yeah. Don't stress the fat stuff. Should we give a little background on the Don't Count Your Calories title or not really?
1: We can give a little background.
0: Essentially, the background on Don't Cut Your Calories is we moved from New York to Dubai and we love food. So we started going to every restaurant in Dubai and Abu Dhabi that looked good to us.
1: Yeah. We would have done that either way. Right. But basically, we just decided we're going to all of these places. Why not document when we go to any vacation or any destination in general? We're always looking on. Instagram and different social media platforms to find the places to go. And we were like, why don't we come up with our little collection of places so we'll always know where to go depending on the next place, you know, that we decide to visit.
0: Right. And seeing how Alexa is pretty good at social media, we said, why not just record what we're eating? Everybody takes pictures of their food anyway. So we might as well record what she's eating and start posting about it, tell people where to eat. Exactly. stuff like that. So in our travels to Italy and to Kosovo and to, I don't know, Maldives and all mm-hmm. these other places, we've just documented our food and travel journey.
1: Exactly. And
0: that kind of led to this. So yeah. now it, don't count your calories, not just calories in regards to food or yeah. travel. It's don't stress the big stuff. You know? Yeah. Don't count your calories. Don't stress the big stuff. That's the metaphor behind it. Going right into the episode, we wanted to talk about what makes a good relationship.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that go into having a healthy relationship. And I think something that we want to talk about is obviously we're going to keep on talking about food and travel and destinations. But I think something that we're both really passionate about is, you know, having thought provoking conversations. And I think talking about relationships, talking about what makes a relationship work. Luckily, we both are very good about communication. And I think we both have very good perspectives. We've both been through a lot when it comes to relationships and just personal development. So I think us using this channel to start having these conversations is really interesting, not only for us to be able to look back on, but also to be able to engage other people and get our audience, whoever that turns out to be um, involved within the conversation, whether or not you agree with us. That's no problem at all. I think everyone's entitled to their own opinions as like a little disclaimer, but I think we're just here to talk about what we've been through, our perspectives, and to engage other people and see what they think of that as well. So yeah.
0: To answer the question. Yeah. What makes a healthy relationship? What do you think makes a healthy relationship in your eyes?
1: I think- The most obvious answer is communication, but I think we need to go a little bit deeper than that. Communication is more than just how is your day? How are you doing? I think it's a practice that you have from the beginning of the morning till you go to sleep at night. You constantly need to feel valued, and I think you need to be able to not only be you know, truthful and be able to give criticism when necessary, but also to... Be able to build each other up depending on whatever you're looking to do, whether it's something that you're going through at work with friends, with family. It's about giving that criticism and allowing the other person to think and reflect. It's not always about, you know, being a yes person or being a no person. It's having conversations and being able to really reflect on yourself, what you could be doing wrong and how to use that to make a better partnership in all.
0: Yes. Obviously, communication is key. But the key factor of communication is to not to approach it in a certain way. It's very easy to be in a critiquing type of tone. And I do that sometimes when I'm trying to communicate. It sounds like I'm critiquing because sometimes your emotions get into that conversation and... When you get a little bit too emotional and you're talking a certain way, and especially if you're a little bit aggressive with it, then what happens is when you dish out aggressiveness, you get aggressiveness back. So then that communication and that conversation you were trying to have for the betterment of the relationship turns into an argument, and that's when it gets negative. The key aspect, I think, when it comes to communication is the mutual understanding that this communication is happening to make this core unit better. Mm -hmm. Once both sides understand that I'm not saying certain things because I'm trying to make you feel bad or I'm trying to demean you or make myself feel better, it's to help us become better together, then that's when you can have more open conversations about anything. Now, the other thing is, I'm sure a lot of relationships out there is, sometimes you want to start a conversation and because of previous experiences in that relationship, you expect a certain response. Response, yeah. You expect a certain animosity towards a response. You expect maybe an argument to reach out to to start out from that and therefore you don't even open the conversation. You just sit to the side and you're like, you know what, fuck it. We're going to just keep watching Netflix. I don't want to have this conversation because I'm not trying to have this argument. Yeah. So essentially, you brush that aside and you just hope it'll get better later, but it never really does. And that's when sometimes you can go a year two years down the line where you still have that same issue. And now it just becomes a bigger problem for you in- inside because you weren't able to communicate. It. There's a couple of aspects, and one of them is to actually have that conversation and say, I'm trying to make this better. There's n- nothing really wrong, but this would be much better for me if you did this this way. Or this annoys me when you do it. When you do this, it annoys me, therefore, can we... Can you try not to do it as much? Yeah, it's coming to a solution. Right. And that reaction shouldn't be, well, you do this and blah, blah, blah. Meaning it's not like a comparison chart where it's like I'm telling you what annoys me and now you're trying to throw something back at me that annoys you instead of acknowledging where I'm saying this. For example, this annoys me. And then you're supposed to take that in and say, ah, okay. He's coming from a place of trying to make us better. So I should see it be empathetic to his view and try to do that better and not say, "Oh well, that annoy." well you do that well I you do this you know okay. if I do that well you do this and it's much worse it's Taking not a it's things. not a battle on who's better and who's worse it's yeah. more of if you also have an issue then we also discuss your issue and how I can do that better because at the end of the day especially if you're trying to be married and all this stuff, this is 30 40 50 years of life together yeah. there's gonna be issues hundred percent of course there's yeah. gonna be issues. So it's how you deal with issues as they come to be better together. That's the key to a relationship, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot to unpack in everything that you just said. I think one thing that I want to touch on is the idea of based on previous relationships, previous situations, you're almost ingrained that it's going to happen again or it's inevitable uh, in the next relationship that you have. And something that I really struggled with when we first started dating was Thinking that after a certain amount of time, like maybe things weren't going to be the same or after a certain amount of time, like X was going to happen. Like things that have happened in previous relationships, you begin to start to think that all people are like this. Maybe all men are like this. All women are like this. But I think that's when communication comes in and actually having those conversations and. I think you can really understand whether or not if a relationship is right for you. You'll understand the trajectory of your relationship within those first kind of conversations. Because if you bring up something like this to your partner or someone that you're dating, and you're like, hey, I feel like this. This is what I've experienced before. And if they respond in a certain matter manner, then you'll be able to really understand whether or not this relationship is right for you. And I think those conversations are highly highly integral at the beginning stages of the relationship. I would say within the first few months, like you should absolutely have conversations about things that you've been through, especially for women. I'm not sure uh, if men are more this way, but I would highly recommend this to women that are getting into relationships that might have been scarred in the past or dealing with trauma. Be honest. And if the person that you're, you know, dating and speaking with, like having any sort of relationship with is, you know, taking anything of what you're saying the wrong way or getting jealous in any sort of way or taking anything wrong, then that's your point in the relationship to reflect like, hey, maybe this might not be the right person for me. And I personally wouldn't, when you and I had that conversation, that was a moment when I was like, wow, this person I can feel safe with. And going off of that, feeling safe in a relationship is possibly almost just as important As having good communication, like no matter what, like what we were saying before, you're going to go through ups and downs. That's life. There's going to be through sickness, through health, there's going to be bad days and that's completely normal with or without a relationship. So being able to have tough conversations and it not being the I'm pointing fingers kind of a thing, like that is so, so important in creating like a strong unit and actually having a long lasting relationship like you should feel safe and you should feel like no matter what you look like what time in the morning it is and your hair is a mess you're looking crazy it goes so much further than physical like it's a soul connection that you know no matter what happens in life that that person is choosing you being in a relationship is choosing the other person every single day Love is a choice. Some days like are hard. Some days you're dealing with shit. And maybe you're not able to give as much as you were before but actively you are saying I feel safe with you. I will communicate with you no matter what. And I choose you every day. And I think that's what overall creates a really strong relationship.
0: Yeah. And with relationships these days and with I think we talked about it before with social media and with dating apps and whatnot. It's almost like a lot of relationships, and I've seen this in other people it's the relationship is more about constantly convincing the other person that I have options, so you better treat me good almost type of sense like yeah. you better treat me good because I have options. I don't need this, so it's like almost you're you're almost like hanging the relationship. In, the, in midair. Like a defense yeah, mechanism. Yeah, it's almost like a, yeah, a defense mechanism, but almost like a threat, a constant threat of, if you don't do this, I don't need this. Mm-hmm. And it, that's also now leading into like another chapter of the conversation where the divorce rate is 50 something percent. And yeah. Yeah, you know, at least
1: in the US, it's yeah. very high.
0: So, and th- that also leads to the fact that previous generations would battle through. Uh, obstacles yeah fix whatever's wrong I and mean, keep going and evolve together versus now we don't really want to evolve together it's more like she's doing this wrong that i'll just go get someone else and yeah. if he's doing that wrong well fuck this i don't need this I'll go, I'll go but that's not really the point that's obviously especially in a big city you can date a ton of people it's not really impressive to be dating a ton of people especially in this day and age, it's more impressive to be able to have one relationship that you constantly grow in and are constantly happy. That's mm-hmm. much more impressive than dating around, especially at a later age, like in your 30s, whatever the case. But yeah. if you're in your early 20s, fine. You know, you're know, you going through the stipulations and the ups and downs, whatever the case. But to be constantly almost threatening your partner that if they if don't I act don't. a certain way, then I'll go get someone else, that's yeah. not really...
1: Progressing, what, yeah. You're
0: not really becoming a better. You're not having a better relationship. You're um, you're just threatening your partner to to act a certain way.
1: For sure. But I think that's also like what I was saying is like choosing the person every day. Like it's it also comes with like emotional maturity, and I think it really depends on the age you are. Once your brain is fully matured, you're getting older, and you're starting to realize like the consequences of your actions. I think it's more important to be able to take accountability over what's going on with you and not to just run away. There's two sides to every story. There's two partners in a relationship. It's about communication, talking things out, but it also takes two people to be able to work at something. If someone isn't treating you the way that you want to be treated, and if you try multiple times, and obviously there are many different factors of what goes into breaking up with someone, that's a totally other story. But if you are one person is putting in the work and the other person is not putting in the work at all, after a certain amount of time, you're just going to be like, what am I doing this for? And you're going to want to leave. So I think it's it's a much more complicated story to to be told. Definitely. But yeah.
0: Transitioning from that, and we're going to give, a, I guess, an example on how we would communicate. We, we just talked about a lot of communication and whatnot. And I think for this part, for this next part of the episode, Let's talk about what you think what you want me to improve on, mm. and I'll talk about certain things that I want you to improve on, maybe even things that annoy you or something like that yeah. about me or vice versa mm-hmm. So
1: we're having a little therapy session mm-hmm. mid podcast yeah, welcome to couples therapy guys
0: <laughs> go ahead
1: no i I think that.
0: If you say anything about me being, being fat or anything, like, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not trying. We'll, well, we'll stop this episode right now. I'm
1: not Nothing to do with weight and anything. But even so, sometimes when I see like girls or guys like getting mad, like talking about like your physique and things like that, I think if you're in like the right partnership and like you're able to talk about things like that, I think there's first off nothing wrong with talking about like how people look physically. Like I understand many people are triggered by those things. But like I'm just saying, I'm personally not at all, and I think it's mm-hmm. totally normal as a friend. And I want to be told shit.
0: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, uh, let's just touch on that <laughs> first before we go. If 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 my girl is not able to tell me, "Hey, you're getting a little bit," yeah, you're getting a little out of shape, yeah, you know, then who the fuck is supposed to? Exactly, you know? like, I'm supposed your to, best like, friends. Yeah, I'm not supposed to leave the house and then be told outside and then come back and be like. You didn't tell me I was getting fat. Exactly.
1: Like, yeah. I would be really pissed. That's what we're here for, to be honest. But obviously, there's always a way to, to talk about things. Anyway.
0: So, yeah, go ahead.
1: I think there are so many, like, obviously amazing qualities about you. I'll start off, throw you a little bone. But I think something that we both are really working on is being more organized and figuring out, like, exactly what we want to prioritize I think you have a tendency to have a million things that you're working on like a million different projects like you're reaching out to so many different people you're making all of these connections starting you'll start a lot of things but when you're and I think that's amazing because you really are motivated and you want so much more than what you currently have and that's I I want to be more like that but you have a tendency to make too many obligations and too many plans that you tend to forget about the old ones that you have. You, I feel like certain months, you'll have like three projects that you're working on. And then the next month, you'll have another three projects that you're working on and you'll forget the past three projects that you're working on and therefore nothing is going to get done. You, You need to be able to figure out and sit with your sit with yourself what is the most important stuff that I have going on and what are my goals or else you're going to be in the same place a year from now.
0: Mm. Well, fuck you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. That's yeah. how it works, guys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, I agree, though. Uh, I think we actually talked about that before and yeah. I do agree because... There's only so many hours left in a day, especially because we do have full-time jobs. So on top of that, you have much less time during the week to begin with. So I think that's one of the reasons why I bought this digital notebook.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: because what was happening to me...
1: Sponsored by.
0: Yeah. It, no, honestly, I'm going to reach out to them because it's <laughs> the second time I mentioned. it. But yeah. uh, what was happening to me is I'd have one notebook, one notebook, writing all this stuff, Boom, boom ideas, notes, stuff I'm doing. And then you tend to put that notebook somewhere. But then when you get to another place, you're like, oh, shit, I need a notebook. So you start that notebook. And then I'd have five notebooks and I'd yeah. forget which notebook did I write anything down in. And then you're like all over the place disorganized. Yeah. So with this digital notebook situation now, you don't need a digital notebook. But I'm just saying like for anyone, yeah, uh, find your own way of organizing. Now I created a habit tracker, which my habit tracker is essentially the things that I need to do every day, and I check that habit tracker to make sure that I'm doing these things every day. Mm -hmm. And then one of those things is to check my to-do list. On that to-do list, I have yearly goals, I have daily goals, and then I usually have a daily plan on not every hour what I want to do, but approximate time of when I want to do what I want to do. For example, if I have five things to do today, I put the approximate time of day when I think I can do it. And how I've been doing that is usually in the morning. Now, in the morning, I'll go to the gym or whatever the case, or I'll try to wake up a little early. And before I start my day, I'll write all my to-do things for that day. And then I'll start planning my day. And now, since I've been doing that, I started realizing that, honestly, if you don't know the date of the day that it is, all day, you don't know the date, and you're every time you're signing something or you're filling something out and you're like, what date is it today, what date is it today, then you don't. You're not planning your day right. If you don't know the date that it is today, then you're not planning your date right. That's how I've come to realise. Like yeah. at at the end of the day now it's like I know, all right, I know what day it is plan. because I'm I'm constantly looking at my to do list, I'm constantly looking at the calendar because I have to plan ahead, I have to plan so I think that's one way I'm trying to combat that. And at the same time is like you said, focusing on what is the most possible now versus starting new things. It's focus on these few, three, four things. I think it's four things now that I'm focusing on. (laughs) Focus on those four and give those four a couple hours a day. Because every hour you give it to something, that that thing becomes bigger. So, for example, what I'll also do is I'll I'll reflect on my week. Okay, where did I spend time this week that it was just a waste of time that I could have put that hour in the following week that I can put that hour into one of my four things that I want to do and build that thing. Because literally... It's the, your time investment into anything equals that thing being either great or not great. It just how much time do you put into anything, whether it's learning a new language, starting a new business, starting a new show, or whatever the case might be. It, that thing becomes bigger, equivalent to the amount of time you put into it. Simple as that.
1: Yeah. So it seems like you're working on it. Well, yeah. I'm working <laughs> on it. Yeah. but I heard I think you that's- loud and clear. Yeah, I think it's important though. And I think whatever helps you organize your day, I definitely agree with you about the date uh situation. And I think that's why morning routines are really important. Not that I partake in it in any way, but I know that's definitely something he's going to say I need to work on. So I cut you to the chase. Thank you. I know. But yeah, I think understanding like what your day is going to look like and planning your day and knowing the date um, It only helps you. It's not about the date. It's not like the day of the week. What matters? What it is is being conscious of what you're doing throughout the day. And I think what we do a lot of the times is we don't plan out our day and then we let our subconscious lead us. And I think that's a really, um, like quicksand kind of situation to get in because you're, it's, it's more difficult to, let your conscious lead you than to just let your subconscious lead you throughout your day. And something that you've actually really taught me, coincidentally, after all of this uh, telling you that you need to get better about uh, your planning and things like that is you've actually really instilled in with me the importance of making lists and planning out your day and that you should have a plan. Now what I do, instead of necessarily daily goals, I do more of weekly goals because weekly goals because... I felt like at the beginning of every year, you, the entire world will write down their goals for the year. I want to do X, Y, and Z, start working out, go to the gym, hit 15 K on Instagram or TikTok, whatever it is, whatever number. And you're leaving yourself 12 months to basically get that done where that's too long. In my opinion, like you should be able to make small steps and small goals every single week so you're actually able to by the end of the the year accomplish more than you even thought you would so now kind of going off of that i have been making weekly goals and doing every single day i write down my goals of what's you know what i need to get done you know for me and for my work and i underline the one goal or the one task that I need to do that's the most important thing that needs to get done that day. So then I know by the end of that day, I got done the most important thing and everything else comes second. So yeah, I've been really doing that and actually I've been getting a lot more done and just uh, really understanding the importance of time management and time management isn't for anybody else but yourself. So no one as an adult, no one is really holding you accountable especially when you're working on your own personal goals, work and working a full-time job at a company is a totally different thing. But when it comes to your own personal goals, whether you're starting a business, working on a podcast, whatever it is, no one else but you is really gonna hold you accountable. So understanding time management in that sense is gonna be your best friend.
0: Yeah, 100%, especially when your full-time job is taking part most of your day. If you don't plan those hours that you're given accordingly, and efficiently then you're not going to be able to achieve these other things especially like a lot of people try to get out of the nine to five so which by the way there's nothing wrong with a nine to five let me just put that out there the, there's just nine to five you're making money you're hustling it's almost much better to make your money than to not be making money so at least you're nine to five you're making money and you're able to invest for example all the equipment that we're using here is invested by nine to five yeah so thank you yeah <laughs> regardless of that so now going into things that I want you to improve on. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah Quick you, segue. We didn't, we didn't,
1: yeah. I was trying to ignore that a little bit. Yeah, we was we trying to move on quick.
0: To, yeah. Not just my Bachelor <laughs> Medicine Day. Um, definitely your morning routine. I think you wake up way too late every day.
1: Yeah, but we yeah. just talked about this. Right, but... You got we, us to say something else.
0: No, no, no. But you wake up way too late every day. I think uh, the negative impact of you waking up way too late every day is the fact that the moment, and this is obviously something that I've done plenty of times, and I know a lot of people do, is you wake up, just enough time for you to get ready. So you wake up, you get ready, shower, brush your teeth, whatever, you get dressed, and then you leave the house for work. So you yeah, only have- Yeah, I need have, my sleep, babe. You only have just enough time.
1: Sleep is healthy.
0: From waking up <laughs> to leaving the house, you only have just enough time. To leave the house and go to work. Yeah, cool. And then by the time you go to work, you're already like, you're not even, you don't even have enough time to plan your day. Because I do
1: it on my work's time.
0: <laughs> well, some people do don't that. Do that on the
1: company hour. <laughs>
0: yeah, A lot of people t- don't have that opportunity. Yeah. You don't even have that moment of uh, peace with yourself before you head out and you're stressed at work. Because no, I a lot agree. Of, a lot of times you, you people get to the office, whether you have things to do that day or not, when you get to the office, you already start feeling sometimes the stress of like being in the office. For sure. So not being able to just sit and have a moment in the morning before you leave the house is, I think, negatively impacting the goals that you have. Well, because yeah. you have you have certain goals that maybe we'll mention at a later show. You have certain goals and certain tasks that you have to complete. But, for, for example, your time is – this is the second thing. Your time is not managed as well as it should be to achieve those things. Uh, we constantly have conversations like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that, but you don't really know how much time you have or how much time you can give yourself by just waking up an hour earlier, for example. Yeah. You know, just waking up an hour earlier and planning out a little bit better to achieve X, Y, and Z. And part of that second thing is your motivation drives you a hundred and ten percent. And your discipline brings you back to fifteen, some fifty percent sometimes. Whereas, for example, and this is a very common issue with a lot of people, that when you're motivated, you do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tasks. But then if the motivation is not there, you kind of don't do you do maybe one task. Knowing that there's seven to do, you do one. And you leave it for the next day. There's always that hump, even in your week, your month, there's a hump where that first week, you give 110% on everything. You're doing everything. You're studying for whatever it is. You're accomplishing every task. And then that second and third week of the month, it's like you did 25% of yeah. the, of what you did the previous week. And then by the end of the month, you're like, oh, shit, I got to catch up. And then you're back into 100%. But at the end of the day, it's that consistency. It's better to be consistently 70% than to be 100% one week, 20% the next week, mm-hmm. 20% the next yeah. week. Yeah. So just being that consistently... Having that time in your mind and being like, okay, this is what needs to get done and therefore I will do it because at the end of the day, it's not a work task, it's a personal task. Mm -hmm. So just concentrating on those personal tasks that need to get done so that it just gets out of the way because at the end of the day, sometimes, I don't know if you feel it, sometimes it's like you have these personal tasks and maybe they've been pushed aside by other things but then there comes a day when all those tasks come back into your head and now you feel like a whole pressure, like, holy shit, it's too much, it's overwhelming yeah it's now it's like 15 things i have all at so once. many things to do yeah. Yeah. yeah versus if you just slowly every day one yeah. at a time by the time you get to that point again you don't have those 15 tasks anymore
1: yeah i think that's like what we were talking about of it's not about necessarily the idea of waking up earlier it's more about like consciously leading your day and even if there are days- trying not to
0: wake up earlier
1: What do you mean? You're
0: you're, you're trying not to wake up earlier. No,
1: I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to use this to convince myself that it's not about waking up earlier. First off, I'm not like a morning person. I never have been my entire life. Like before I actually started working, like before, uh, honestly, until I was like 22, I was waking up really every single day. Like when I would tell people what time I would wake up, they would literally be like, why and i was like because there's no reason for me to need to get up earlier i just love sleeping i'm sorry whatever the people who are with me please comment below make me not feel alone in this but i'm just saying yeah that's that is for sure one of my downfalls but that's why i'm trying to say in my head to myself while we're talking it's not about waking up an hour earlier what it's about is consciously leading your day it's about not letting your subconscious guide you, which is what I do a lot of the times because but, I don't get up early. Right.
0: Right. What? Yeah, exactly. You don't <laughs> get a chance to consciously do your day yeah. because you don't have enough time.
1: Precisely. No. So, and even yeah. with my workday, because at least if I do wake up a little bit earlier, then I'm able to say, okay, these are my priorities, even if I'm not necessarily writing it down to consciously know. I mean, writing it down is probably a better idea. But- To be able to say, all right, this is the things that I want to do today. These are the things that I need to do today. And instead of just hoping that I'm going to remember all of it.
0: The other factor is, let's say Monday through Wednesday, you have time at work to plan out your day. Those work hours are not your hours. So you don't know what's going to happen at work. Mm -hmm. Those work eight hours, nine hours, whatever it is, They're not in your control. That's out of your control. What's in your control is if you're home before you get to work, all that time is in your control 100%. Yeah. So expecting that you'll have the time at work to do X, Y, and Z is you're you're kind of leaving things up in the air because at any moment you can get a call the moment you get there and then you're fucked for the whole day. Yeah. And everything that you thought you were going to do, you're fucked for the whole day and now it's not happening till 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then that whole day, so one thing you can do is you can plan your time, but you can't plan unexpected things. So that time that you have, plan it for yourself and and get situated for this other time period where you don't know what's going to happen, whatever the case, you're still set. Even if you're busy at work the full eight hours, you still know exactly what you're going to do after, exactly what you did before. And if you do have extra time, then you know, oh, these things I was going to do after I'll slip it in throughout the day Precisely, here so that yeah. I have more time later.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. No, I, I mean, I completely agree with you and I know that you're right in that sense. And I'll definitely like, I'll definitely start to, to work on that. And I can wake up a bit earlier. I will try by all means. And Let's try
0: this week 30 minutes earlier.
1: Yeah, that's fine. That's easily doable. I agree with you because at the end of the day, I want to be the best version of myself possible, and I want to get the most out of this life that I can while I'm on this planet, while I'm here, gracing you all with my presence. So (laughs) I want to be able to get the most out of that. And I think sometimes, and I think a lot of people can agree with me on this, sometimes you resent you know, renting your time out to if it's a nine to five job or maybe something that you're not necessarily super passionate about, whether... You know, you want to start your own business or anything that you actually are passionate about it taking away your time. And I think sometimes I was like, I don't want to forego or I don't know, I don't want to like miss sleep when I can do it at the office on not my own time because that time I would be there anyway. But I think that's not what it's about. I think what it's about is making the most out of my own life and being prepared for what I want to do. And the only way that I'm going to get to where I want to be is by actively uh, planning and even planning out what I'm going to do during my free time. Because realistically, let's just say you're at work or whatever, when you're not consciously planning what you will do in your free time, what's the first thing you're going to do?
0: Nothing. Chill. Chill.
1: No, you'll go on social media.
0: <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's the yeah. first
1: thing you're going to do right, is yeah. when you're bored, what's the first thing you do? Yeah, yeah
0: Open that's Instagram, true. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> open boy.
1: TikTok, open YouTube, open all of these applications that mindlessly take up your time. And next thing you know it, you're going to say, oh, I'm going to be on there for five minutes, two hours go by. Truly, like that's yeah, yeah, just how yeah, that's it true. works. Yeah. So, so being able to know, sit yeah. and consciously plan out your day, what you want to get done, what your goals are, what your plan is. You should also be planning out what you're going to do when you have free time. Mm-hmm. With if you get 20 30 minutes, what are you going to do? Write a song, you know, write lyrics, like plan out what you're going to do later, make a ingredient list for when you go food shopping, you know, like active things mm-hmm. that are going to actually better you instead of just wasting your life and looking at influencers clothing. Right. At least for me. <laughs>
0: True. Yeah. Even just planning out like all right, when I get a, if I get a free moment moment at work, what am I gonna do with it? Versus like that free moment comes and then like you said, you're on social media. Yeah. Then
1: bullshit. I'm looking up like Logan Paul's like engagement video and watching that for like forty five minutes. So <laughs> Yeah. See that's that's how they get you. And I'm I appreciate that. Like that's part of the hustle too. But uh it's quicksand. Like once you get in social media, you're gone. Right.
0: <laughs> the reels now, you just swipe away before you notice 30 minutes
1: yeah i mean look like i think there's beauty to that i think there's a lot that you can learn i don't want to just hate on it by any means but i think uh you know being prepared for what your day you know where you're going to take you well where your day is going to take you and understanding what you can do better with your free time
0: Mm. yeah i think uh that kind of concludes this episode yeah. Uh, I think one thing that I can just add on real quick is these guilty pre- pleasures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And what I do, especially to do my guilty pleasures while also not wasting time, let's say. Because sometimes you will do this guilty pleasure, you waste a lot of time, and then you feel guilty because you spent all that time and the time's gone. Yeah. Uh, so like, for example, I have shows on Netflix that I want to watch, and I'll watch them on the treadmill while I work out. Watch two, three episodes, whatever the case, and I'll be on the treadmill and it's like, all right, I got to watch my episodes and I got to work out. So I get two, two things done at once. My guilty pleasure during a positive pleasure, let's say, and it's all said and done. So things like that, even when you, you go on a treadmill and you're like swiping on TikTok all day, I don't even know how you do it, but it's uh, watching
1: my YouTube videos and things. So no, that's what I do. I save all of my like guilty pleasure podcasts, like always for the treadmill not when i'm actually working out but on the treadmill when you're like mindlessly just walking or running whatever it is Mm -hmm. i do we do a lot of the incline walks uh, which are actually great yeah um that's when i save it all too
0: and what it's what's happened to me a couple times is if i'm home and i have some free time and i want to watch netflix i'll literally right before i turn on my show i remember oh if i have this time to watch the show I could just go on the treadmill for the same amount of time, so I'll just go to the gym again. Fine, go on a treadmill, walk, even if it's not like an intense walk. Just Nice, inclined walk, slowly, watch the show, come back home, done deal.
1: Well, I guess now we can say, even after having this whole conversation of things that maybe you can improve on and I can improve on, it actually turned into this really nice conversation of time management and how to get the most out of your day. True. Which is, by the way, would just like to say, Very healthy of us. (laughs) We're so healthy. No, but even regardless, even if we weren't recording any of this, I do believe this conversation would have gone like this. And it is true. Everything that we're saying is true. So I'm, I'm really glad that it turned into this kind of a conversation that actually I can now leave feeling better and be like, all right, tomorrow's Monday. How am I going to take on my day? How am I going to look at my week? And how can I use my time to the best of my advantage to be able to get the most out of my life? Yeah. So I'm
0: just, I'm just smiling because I'm going to try to wake her up tomorrow, 30 minutes earlier. Like she's promised on the show right now. And she's going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Get away from me.
1: <laughs> I mean, look like we'll let you know wish how me it luck. goes. Wish so me luck.
0: By the next episode, we'll let you know if yeah, these work out.
1: Yeah. Pray for me guys. Pray for me.
0: Thank you everyone. This Thank is don't you. count your calories. Uh, clearly we've been trying to lose some calories in the gym (laughs) uh, because we've been posting but follow our page don't count your calories on all social medias you'll see obviously our food and travel journey as well as our conversations uh with our relationship topics and everything else that we're talking about so yeah we eat we travel and we talk thank you everyone (laughs) thanks guys and that wraps up another episode of don't count your calories thank you guys so much for joining us
1: And make sure to go ahead and follow us on all social media platforms on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Don't Count Your Calories. Thank you so much for watching today and we'll see you next time.
0: Five stars on all platforms. (laughs)